Exactly what I thought Jake Fromm would do. There's not been a moment that's too big for Jake Fromm. Lee Flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. And guess which dogs are barking first? Uga, get after it. Get it, get it, get it. Yo. Guess who's back up in the building? Your boy. Murph Baldwin is back doing my committed to the G thing like only he can, you know, but what's going on out there, dog nation, man, so sorry I've been away, man, I've been trying to give you guys another way to reach me and that's at patreon.com slash committed to the g where you can check out all my film studies the video breakdowns get exclusive content that you know you need from your boy murph you know not just committed to the g man the audio version of it you got to get me visually man on these video breakdowns and breaking down these schemes and concepts you know i think that when you're gone like people just fill the void. I won't say any kind of way, but pretty much any kind of way, you know? So I've been inspired to come back here off my little hiatus to get back on this mic and the committed to the G studios by my boy Axel dog. You can follow my boy Axel dog on Twitter at Axel dog 93. That's a X E L D a W G 93. My boy, Make sure you follow me on Twitter too, at Murph Baldwin, M-U-R-F-B-A-L-D-W-I-N. But man, my boy Axel Dog was hitting me up, you know, like I like to do with my with my boys, talk a little shop or whatever. But Axel Dog must have been, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't take Axel Dog for a smoker. But for some odd reason, he was telling me that I needed to hit up some other podcasts with some guys. Um, let's just say that these guys are at a spot where committed to the g first started a few years ago on a certain radio network that obviously i had to bounce because you know this is a business for me and if i'm not getting paid then you know what i mean <laughs> i ain't there i ain't I don't like to breathe for free you know what i mean sometimes i'm like if i'm not getting paid to breathe i might not breathe but yeah so your man was saying like man you need to actually i was like man you need to get with these guys they talk X's and O's like nobody's business. I'm thinking to myself, man, have I been gone that long? I guess you don't remember, you know what I'm saying, what people do when they're gone. Trying to compare any of these cats to me. Any of these cats who are under the age of 30 and you're talking on a mic 
<laughs> you ain't me. <laughs> because it took me getting married and being like 30 to get me off the field from actually playing. The, you know what I mean? I'm not learning football off the internet. You know what I'm saying? So know everything that I'm telling you is something stuff that I had to implement myself on the field. Going through loads and loads of uh, semi-professional type stuff. And it's funny to see all these semi-pro leagues popping up now. I wish I was a little bit younger. Maybe just like five years younger. Because, man, you got, what is the AAAAF or something like that? And them boys is coming out with something swinging. You had the arena leagues, which is feeder league for some of the, the teams that I played for and stuff like that. These guys are popping up. So it's just a whole bunch of different ways to continue to play your football career. And definitely something that I would love to continue to do. But my time is over, so I have to be on this microphone. But ain't no young cats out there. Don't be comparing nobody to me, first and foremost. Axel Dog, my boy. But definitely don't be comparing to nobody who ain't ever played to me. You know? Because this is how we do it on Committed to G. Committed to the G is for the people, no doubt about it. But Committed to the G is definitely for those out there uh, who understand what it's like to strap up, knock them heads, knock the leather, get a tooth knocked out or something like that, or get sent on a on a, on a avalanche blitz and get blindsided by back and get knocked out, stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it's all good. But, man, I'm back. And I'm happy to be back, man. A lot of things happening out there in dog land. Just thought I'd do one of those shows where I kind of just touch on everything that's that's going on out there. You know what I mean? Like I did a few months back. First and foremost, man, I had to talk about your man, Demetrius Robertson. Come on now. I think Commit to the G was just starting around that Demetrius Robertson time. Because, yeah, it was. Now that I think about it, because think about all the, the first guests of the shows you can see right there on the iTunes. So follow this on iTunes. Uh, and join that Patreon. But uh, Miko Hartman, Isaac Nada, and these guys, um, people like that. So, yeah, that's definitely his class. So, fast forward a couple of years later, my man picked Cal. And guess what? Your boy Murph Dog covers everything. I don't work. You can't compare nobody to me, man. These cats who aren't really in the business are just doing free audio and stuff like that. But your man Murph covering everything outside of. Alabama and Georgia still cover USC for rivals. So obviously doing those film breakdowns. And I had to break down for the last couple of years, Demetrius Robertson and um, his skill set and his fit in the California Golden Bears offense. So, you know, they were playing that air raid on the Sonny Dykes, um, at least at first. I forget who the coach was when they came in, but it was still pretty much in that same vein. Oh, I know the coach was, it was Coach Wilcox came in from used to be at USC, the defensive coordinator, but he was at the Wisconsin Badgers, the Whiskey Badgers with that top defense, at least top five defense in the country, and he's bringing it over there to Cal. But a uh, very similar concept. So the thing about Demetrius, if he were to come and be a Bulldog here in a classic city, is that I think his fit will be very well. If I think about a, a straight-up deep threat, that's what he is, man. He's going to run. That's what he did. I, I seen just about every Cal game that he played his freshman year. For first and foremost, because I like the kid. I like him a lot. Uh, I remember one of the last things he did before he signed with the Bears or committed to the Bears or, or signed with the Bears was he had a track meet that was somewhere. I, I want to say it was in a, a Coney or something like that, wherever the track meets hell. And I remember I was there. It's um, when I worked, you know what I'm saying, for the, for the Georgia spot that I used to be at. And, man, seeing this kid's speed. 
up close on the track. Uh, he did the, uh, I think it was the four by 100. And he, of course he was the anchor leg. I'm not sure I've seen somebody move like that. That's some elite speed. Some of these guys that you think are fast, they're, they are fast, but they're not fast like this kid. He's on a different level speed. Uh, some of those guys where you're just like, dang, how this cat always getting open? So he's running nines. Uh, he's running bang eights. Uh, obviously, anything that you can think of. They like to throw him hitches, let him break tackles that way, too. He's a complete football player, too. He's very, very physical. He's not soft by any stretch of the imagination, but you got to use the kids like that will. So if you think about the dogs receiving corpse, so I'm only strictly talking about if he's able to be available in 2018. So if it's 2018, uh, the your top three cats to me will be all guys who are returning, which is a, a benefit. So that's one of the things. Think about a lot of these teams out here. The dogs got the top three receivers returning. And when you factor in the tight ends, which should be used, uh, man, all of the top cats are returning that are pass targets for my man Jake Fromm. And um, Justin Fields, Jake Fromm, though, man. Shout out to Jake Fromm. You are my dude. Regardless of what people say, you make one video on Justin Fields just to make a video on Justin Fields. And people was like, oh, man, you got to see some of these comments on these YouTubes, man. It's so crazy to me. Uh, same exact thing I did last year uh, with Jacob Beeson and Jake Fromm. You know what I mean? Whatever. I don't even want to get into that. But these people are out there are straight crazy. You know what I mean? So, you got Terry Godwin, I think, will be your number one X receiver. Or, yeah, I think he would be your number one X receiver. So he's he's your guy that is going to be tethered to the line. Uh, you're going to have him be your number one route, run, route, route runner, which I think he is. So, you know, the type of plays that you're going to shoot him. Then you're going to have your Z receiver. This is a prototypical pro-style offense we're going to go on, go on, which I love, <laughs> you know, that Georgia actually does that. So these – this nomenclature actually applies. So you have your Z receiver. I think that will be Kevin Ridley. He's a move type receiver. You put him in motion, not going to be the fastest guy out there, but he's going to be the most physical. And then you have like kind of your slot guy, which I wouldn't consider Miko Hartman a slot guy. I think he's more of an X as well, but man, you got to get in where you fit in, you know, because most of the time I would have to think that you're going to be running 12 personnel. Um, you're going to be running with that military personnel. You're going to have those tight ends out there. However, to me, it changes everything when you have a true go-getter where you're just going to always constantly send this guy down the field. Run, run, run. Because you want him to open stuff underneath for those tight ends, for that Z receiver. So, to me, it would just be kind of a rotation type thing. Nicole Hartman, obviously, we know about him and Demetrius Robertson. All they did was battle each other on these camp circuits. They used to be in some they will pop up in like weird spots, like in North Carolina, like in these camp settings, battling each other. And it was a sight to behold, man. These guys can't stick each other as defensive backs. And they're just, I don't know. They're just too crafty for each other in that aspect. So have those guys, I still see them kind of as different. I don't see Nicole as just a throw it down the field guy. I still think of him as a throw him short, throw him something short and let him get them run after the catch type stuff. Demetrius Robinson is on a different level. He is a go downfield, catch the ball over your shoulder, Ken Griffey type catches, like I said before, nine routes, bang gates, um, any kind of post you can think about, straight goes, get it early and often. So Jake Fromm can get him the ball, 
early and often like that, you know, that's going to do for that run game. It's just too much, man. I like to well, – people – you can tell, you know I mean, that Georgia is making a name for itself. But everybody's talking about Georgia. I, I like to listen to stuff, you know what I mean, on on all sides of the coast. So I'm listening to stuff, Washington Huskies. I, I mean, I like to escape. I've always been like that since I was a kid. My favorite teams and all that uh, as a kid, if I'm talking about being a fan, was always stuff that was far away just because I was the only child – and I always just wanted to escape in my mind. So whether it be my favorite music or whatever like that, it's stuff from New York, even though I'm born and raised here in Georgia. So all those guys are talking about Georgia. Everybody you could think of, down south, west coast, everything. Everybody knows, man. If you just look at the roster, you know, my, my primary team that I cover, Alabama, those fans are crazy. And getting to talk to those guys, and they're always talking trash about Georgia. And the reason why they're talking so much trash is because you can just see it. That's too much talent. That's way too much talent. You don't need a Demetrius Robertson. I think Georgia should be on a fast track for the national championship as soon as this season, if things shake out right, without a Demetrius Robertson. So just imagine adding him into the piece, along with some of the other pieces that you're adding in on offense. Offense is lit and loaded. You know what I mean? Make sure you check out that DeAndre Swift uh, video breakdown I did on the YouTube on the Top Billing Sports YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe to Top Billing Sports YouTube. It's growing pretty rapidly. So um, make sure you hop on that train right there. You can get some of that work. So, man, I don't know what to tell you. It, it's just too loaded out there. And if I add a kid like this, <laughs> it's scary to me already. So don't, don't, don't fret. You know what I mean? People out there worried about it. Dogs aren't going anywhere. Uh, anytime soon, but to the top of the mountain and continue to be at the top of the mountain. So let's get it how we live. So yeah, Demetrius Robertson, step on up, kid. Definitely want to see you again. Um, But hey, I can't say that I have any inside information on that. Some of the sources that I did check on that was saying that it it was, it could still come down to the same teams that it was before. But something tells me about this kid, man, that, he could pull the wool over your eyes once again. So I don't know. I remember talking to him after the, his decision was made, though, and he wasn't very happy with how he was being treated by the Georgia fans. So that lets me know, man, just be careful how you treat people. You just never know. It's never over until it's actually over. That's why I figure in life. So you never know who you're going to have to run and who you would need burning bridges and stuff like that. So hopefully no br- bridges are burned and your man can be in red and black catching them touchdown passes from Jake Frizzon. And oh, yeah, I don't know what it is, but. Cats hit me up talking about Demetrius playing defensive back. Uh, I don't know about that, man. You got to think logically. Right now, this guy has a season's worth of film where he was a freshman All-American. And he put some stuff on that you can see on a draft. Like on those draft roll, B-roll type things that are roll. Uh, your man's got those things on there to where an NFL team right now, I think that if he this was after his third year, he would be in a supplemental draft and he would get drafted at least in the second or third round pick. So I'm not sure about him switching positions or how much sense that will make. He's an NFL receiver. He's he's very, very much to me a, a second round pick right now uh, on, on talent alone. You know, so if he could add more stuff to his game, who knows where he could go. But I would say second or third round pick, but he's got another year to go. So I don't think that he should switch positions, nor do I believe he would switch positions. He's already showed that he could play at this level 
and he was doing it against heck he did it against sc i remember in in, in one of the games he had to have a, like eight nine catches against sc and he was working more of the quick game against sc so and he had one i remember in the second game or or maybe it was that first game i remember he got loose i want to say maybe against a mom marshall five-star cornerback they have and he was gone but I mean, he dropped the ball. That was a that was a walk in seventy something yard touchdown. Yeah, he, he had got behind the, the coverage. I think that if you if you peek on this kid, don't don't just look at him. Don't 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 look behind you. Don't look at the quarterback. Just look at him and just run fast. Try to run your fastest and see if you can corral him that way. But all right, man. Moving on, man. Recruiting twenty eighteen recruiting out there, man. I know it's been a little slow and people are getting a little restless. And I harken back to this time last year, or maybe even way maybe before then, maybe three or four months. Remember how how bleak it looked, you know? And this is straight up, not this hindsight twenty twenty type stuff that people try to get when we were doing like the Scout in the South show, and we were saying uh, how it's not over till it's over, which is one of the points that we made. But we were just saying like some of the stuff that was going on there. You remember, you had the guys that were decommitting. Uh, like Jake Ray and these guys, and then you have my man who ended up being in the class, uh, who, uh, Brian Cox going to Ohio State, and you know what I mean, Quay Walker up in there, all these guys. So, man, I'm not worried about nothing until it's time to actually worry about something, until it's November or December, because I'm telling you, if you're around these kids like I've been, or you're able to talk to these kids, these kids change like diapers. So, nothing to worry about, you know? However, it is. Some stuff that, you know, that you may have to work hard, harder on. I know everybody's wanting my man from Fort Myers, Rambo Hunter, uh, would have been an excellent five technique type cat. Uh, one of them, one of them gapper type cats. He can, he, he can work both. I think he's a pretty good athlete, but I believe that he committed to FSU and people going a little crazy over that. But man, who cares? I want Trayvon Walker from Upson Lee. This is a kid I've been talking about for a minute since I seen him at the True 19, original True 19 photo shoot a couple of years ago before everybody was on the 2019 class and nobody really knew about these kids. I saw that cat and I was like, man, who the heck is that? So I followed him and everything. And man, what do you know? I believe he's he's pushing five-star status. Not that I give a rip about five-star status because who's giving the five stars out? That's something we'll talk about a little bit later as well here. Um, before I get up out of here, uh, we're talking about the the camp circuit coming up. So, you know, you got the Rivals five-star challenge coming up this weekend. And the opening starts, I believe, on Sunday, too. So, pretty action-packed weekend for, for people out there. So, we'll talk about the importance of, of stuff like that or maybe even how to scout something like that, you know. But, yeah, still don't, to me, still don't have to leave the state, man. A whole bunch of cats out there. I tell you what, the Alabama fans are getting a little cocky again uh, because they – acquired some cats like Justin Igboigby, your man Rashad Chaney, Kim M. Kuda, or Makuda, and Kevin Harris. You know what I mean? A lot of line of scrimmage prospects. Uh, edge presences, five techniques, you know? But, man, I'll keep it real. Some of those cats were processed by Georgia. They Georgia didn't even want them. So imagine that if you're able to get by guys like that, who I think all of those guys are extremely talented. The guy from Forest Park, extremely talented. Kevin Harris is a freak. We know about that. I actually think that he should be a bulldog, but I mean, it's the way the cookie crumbles. But man, come on now. 
<laughs> Come on now. Georgia's going to be just fine. Just fine. It's like having somebody's leftovers or something like that. You know, you can't really brag about that. So it lets me know that and puts me in the mind that Georgia has something bigger and better up its sleeve on the recruiting trail for the 2018 class. So I still know some of these cats that are coming down the pike. Can't forget who's in the fold. I know a lot of people are getting restless, too. And I will say this. Uh, maybe a couple of these guys won't make it that are already in the class. You know, some of these guys are extremely shaky. They shaky like a stripper's ass. Um, if you know, behind the scenes and they've been that way before, but man, to me, if he keeps holding on, then let it be shaky. It'll just hold on to the end. It'll be shaky into the end, but, um, there's some good stuff coming down the pipe. No doubt about it, man. There's some good stuff coming down the pipe. Georgia will be a okay. Because there's a ton of talent in this 2019 class. And they're starting to branch out, I noticed, um, back down into Florida and stuff like that. But watch when the season hits and, and you know, when that shines on Georgia again, when, they, when they're lamb, lambasting people, knocking them unconscious and everything like that. Everybody's going to want to be a part of that. So that's just how it is, man. It's just one of those things. Maybe Georgia's one of those teams that every year that people have to see it, you know, they have to see it to believe it because – um, as of February 2017 or whenever it was, March, April, May or whatever like that, Georgia was struggling, 60-something in the country. And look where they ended up. So don't fret. Don't fret, my people. But I'm like y'all, man. I still want to see N'Kobe Dean in the class, and I still want to see Tyreek Stevenson in the class too, man. I like that cat. Coach Coley be putting in work, so we know how he does in Florida. So we'll see how it happens, man. But, man, I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't mind returning a favor to the state of Alabama, man, because – there's a cat out there that I don't know if he's a lock to Alabama, but he's probably a lock to Alabama. But, man, I think Georgia could pull a, pull a rabbit out the hat if they were to get Clay Webb. Clay Webb is one of the baddest dudes I've ever seen, period, point blank. Uh, he's somebody I saw coming out at one of these rivals camps, the rivals Atlanta stop. I think he was a sophomore, freshman or something like just finished his freshman year, I believe. And man, he was dominating cats. Uh, he was he's one of them cats like like everybody's like whooping his ass. Like he was younger than everybody, but he was competing. His nose is bleeding, his shirt all ripped up, but he's he doesn't care. He's just gonna fight. He's gonna talk trash. He's gonna get you mad. Man, I love me some Clay Webb, man. I would love to see him suit up in the red and black and be uh a center. He he would be a perfect center for the style of offense that Kirby Smart wants to run. Uh, and that, I believe that he'll run in the future as well. Clay Webb's an athlete, but Clay Webb's also uh, could be a power-based guy from the center position, a very physical player at the point of attack. So the, we, sh we should have that, no doubt. We'll see what's going on in the future. But, man, getting Clay Webb, you can't tell me that wouldn't be the, that wouldn't be the truth. And we, we know uh, the staff knows him from being in Alabama at all those years. So, Clay Webb, step on up, homie. But I did see that my man DJ Turner from North Gwinnett, uh, safety at North Gwinnett, I saw that he committed to Michigan, so that would make a couple of commitments there. Um, and Chris Hinton, another guy that, come on now, you got to get Chris Hinton. Chris Hinton and Clay Webb in the same class, that would be that would be nasty dope. So I'd love to see my man Chris Hinton continue his career in the state of Georgia. But, uh, Man, we got to get some of these Gwinnett cornerbacks, man. I hate to see a cat like uh, DJ Turner go or even a teammate like Warren Burrell. Uh, some of these guys that they have out there. Quentin Newsom. 
uh, Kenyatta Watson, uh, Jalen Alexander, all these Gwinnett cornerbacks. I need to see at least one of these guys on the team outside of Jalen Perry. Jalen Perry is the absolute truth. I don't know where to play Jalen Perry at on either side of the ball. I think he's a freak. I uh, got some stuff coming on him, and i seen this guy do some of the most amazing things with the ball in his hand. So not exactly sure where you would play him, but I get a film study out on, on, on Jalen here pretty soon and then update, ba- update that bad boy throughout his senior year. But, um, yes, yeah, so somebody. I need I need at least two Gwinnett defensive backs. So, you know, I do it. Represent the GC to the day that I D-I-E. So got to get a couple of these cats, no doubt. But, yo, before I get out of here, man, I wanted to talk about uh, the camp season and a lot of the coaches and stuff that I've, you know what I'm saying, come to know over the years that I've been working in college football when I switched over from covering the professional ranks. Man, a lot of these guys get so annoyed with the the summer process, especially as it retained the recruiting rankings and stuff like that, man. I've never seen something so controversial and being that as though I see how the sausage is made and uh, and I understand the business aspect of it and I try to, you know what I'm saying, warn some of these guys, they just don't get it. I mean, I want to ask some of you guys out there, should a kid rise or fall according to what he does in a camp? Should How much weight should be put on camp? stuff you know like a lot of these guys who are doing the camps or um, 99% of the guys who are ranking don't have a football bone in their body they're one of these guys who learn football off the internet uh, to say the least and you think about putting the emphasis on a camp some guys aren't going to perform good at camp some camps are sometimes uh, pre I don't want to say it's predetermined but a lot of things that that happened that is almost expected. You know what I mean? Um, I shudder to think that if I'm a linebacker or somebody like that, where your emphasis should be placed on definitely what you do on in games and stuff like that, as far as tackling the ability to tackle, how you tackle your form and technique, uh, your ability to sift through, through sanitation, uh, your, your ability to diagnose, dissect, uh, your reaction time. Can you get off blocks? Can you disengage? Can you disperse? Can you cover? I mean, in pass man coverage, a lot of this stuff goes out the window when you're just talking about t-shirts and shorts, you know? And I've made the mistake of, I mean, coming to some of these cans. That's why I stayed away. That's why I stayed away this season, man. I ain't been trying to check out no, no type of camp stuff because man, it can cloud your judgment. I seen kids out there, superstars, man, and I'm getting back like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see this cat. And you see him in the season, man, these cats are trash dookie. And it's just like, I'm like, what happened? What happened, Lucy? You know what I mean? So it's crazy to me to think that it seems like as much as 75% of these kids' rankings or grades or however you want to put that is placed on camp performances, you know? I would think that more like 20, 20%, 25% or something like that. You know what I mean? You definitely got to go by, you got to go by the film. You know, I know that not everybody's playing against elite competition. And when you do get these kids in camp settings, they're going against elite competition because everybody's there uh, pretty much on the same level. It's just a terrible way to me to, to be able to judge somebody and have them rise and fall. And there's no actual football games being played. So you can, check out some of the stuff I think is 
pretty decent for like defensive backs. But even then, you know what I mean? I played DP and linebacker. Played running back. All 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 these positions. Running back is definitely terrible for camps. They they should they should just exclude running backs because to me, you ain't breaking tackles. <laughs> you ain't got that ball in your hand. If you're not learning how to read blocks, read you're not learning how to how to read the bang of bounce theory on the zone concept, um, on a wide stretch or you know what I mean, running off ISOs and stuff like that, man. That's gonna be tough to to really know if you can play football or not. To me, you know, but receivers going to get the ball and DBs the one on one type stuff. Ah, that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Although you have to admit, quarterbacks don't have any time. Quarterbacks have too much time to throw the ball. Cats be doing these ridiculous ass moves off the line of scrimmage. Uh, talking about the the receivers and stuff. People taking their first step backwards. You don't see shit like that in the game, and it it wouldn't carry over into a game. There's a reason why you don't see that. Or even you seeing like, I hate when I see it. I remember the Richard Richard LeCount one year. He had this guy and he just like grabbed him and then just straight. Ran him into the to the sidelines and stuff like that. You don't see stuff like that's a penalty. You know what I mean? So some of this stuff is just unrealistic, man. It's on some Madden type stuff. Just super unrealistic. And it's hard to really gauge who can and can't play at these camp settings. So to me, it's more for entertainment purposes. And that it is, you know? So I like to see the one-on-ones with the DBs and the receivers. Uh, running back and linebackers, that one-on-one type stuff. I hate that little cat and mouse thing, though, to where they can you fake the guy out or something like that. that that's... That, to me, that's ridiculous. Some of these guys aren't going to shine. Some of these guys, you, you get a guy like Steel Chambers, you don't want to see him in a situation like that, although he can fake you out. You don't want to see him get those those pads in your sternum and have you short shortness of breath, have you on the sideline wheezing. You know what I mean? So it's just different style of, of players and stuff like that. So take it with a grain of salt. That's all I got to say. Take it with a grain of salt. Take the recruiting rankings with a grain of salt. I want you guys to challenge yourself out there to get out there and, and do your own rankings or, or, or just, you know what I mean? Just look at these kids and, and, and try to determine for yourself who can and can't play. Don't just go by what you read, you know what I'm saying, or, or kids ranking. A lot of these cats out there be on some Ben Davis type stuff. Remember Ben Davis? No, you probably don't remember Ben Davis, but he was a five-star, probably top three or four prospect and I believe the 2016 class. You probably do remember Ben Davis. He was flirting with Georgia for a little bit when, when Coach Smart got the job, him and Mac Wilson. But Ben Davis haven't been seen or heard from since. He's on a milk cart and something serious. We need to send out a search party for Ben Davis. You know what I mean? But he was a five-star. You know? Did you get some of these guys out there like a Jonathan Taylor at Wisconsin? Uh, I don't, anybody remember this cat on, on the scene last season going into the 2017? Nah, I remember Najee Harris and Cam Akers. Um, Stephen Carr and all these guys, but Jonathan Taylor, you ask me, the best out of them all. Yeah, he about broke the freshman record at Wisconsin, playing some some serious pro style ball. So, uh, if I'm out there, man, some of the parents that I've worked with, these people get so caught up in these these rankings and so caught up in these All Star games or these seven on seven. Seven on seven is the worst. I I may never go to another seven on seven game. That's super unrealistic. I don't like seven on seven, man. It, I don't know. I could I could have never played seven on seven. I couldn't do that, man. I would probably want to. I get suspended or something like that. I don't know, man. I need some contact, man. It's just too soft for me, man. I don't know. It can get it. It be kind of exciting. Football is football. Sometimes when you don't have it, just like my man, actual dog, when he ain't had committed to the G and he's listening to these other cats out there who ain't making a dime out there. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? He's starting to think that these cats are the truth. 
But the rea reality is you're not the truth. Committed to the G is the truth. Murph Baldwin is the truth. And my committed to the G Nation. All my dogs out there. Where are my dogs at? All you guys out there. We're all the truth. So do your own thing. And um, I'll see you on the other side, man. But make sure we talk, chop it up or whatever like that. Send your boy a DM and we can talk about whatever you want to talk about out there in dog land. All right. But, man, glad to be back, man. I'll make sure I come back here pretty soon. Man, we got the countdown under probably, what, under a couple of months. And we're going to see some real stuff going on. So I can't wait to hear some of the summer stuff going on. I know the workouts are going on. People, I mean, getting their squats on and deadlifts and everything. So everybody's getting swolled up. But, man, it's time to roll up and get this natty under the fold, right? All right. But thank you for listening. Patreon.com slash committed to the G is the spot. Top billing sports on YouTube. Subscribe to this on iTunes. Please leave me a five-star review. Uh, I don't think I've had one of those in a while, but, I, man, I'm going to start reading them bad boys off if I get them. And I'll give you a shout-out, man, because I roll with the people. So shout out to everybody out there. Shout-out to my man Wes Bozeman, too. Wes Bozeman, where you at, playboy? You know? Shout-out to my man Chuck Black, too, my man CBZ. Chuck, what's up, homie? Uh, you can find my man Chuck at CBZ underscore four and talk some dogs with that guy, too. So everybody out there, man. But thank you for listening. I'm your boy Murph Baldwin, and I am out. Peace.